0: hello and welcome into episode 63 of the just talk pod with george arjour today we're just talking a little bit about home court advantage in the nba or no home court advantage in the nba playoffs talking a little bit about politics and sports and why i think i I know i've made an episode about this earlier but i think it's just getting way too out of control and of course my nba bubble playoff predictions so tune in today it's going to be a lot of fun um this episode is always brought to you by thesportsontap.com. That's www.thesportsontap.com. Please listen and subscribe to me and my brother's podcast. That being said, a podcast of George and Sammy Jourjour. And as always, this episode is brought to you by the Sports On Tap. And before we get started, here is a quick word from one of our sponsors. hello and welcome into today's show this is the just talk pod with george arjour we're talking a lot of NBA today home court advantage um and a little bit of politics and sports and how i think we've just gone way o- way way overboard here on the politics and sports and why i'm not even gonna give any political stances i'm just gonna say i think we need to kind of it, it begs the question, why do we care so much about this, and we constantly want to talk about it. But at the meantime, I do want to say, if you are listening to the podcast, you can see this live on Twitter at G Gjorgior or at Just Talk Pod. And if you're joining me on uh, Twitter, you can download this podcast at um, your favorite podcast store, Just Talk Pod, with Gjorgior. So let's get started today. Um, great game. We just ended a great game between the Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. A, I mean, what a fantastic game. It seems like the Nuggets find a way to always be highly entertaining. Last year in the playoffs against the Portland Trailblazers, I think they went three or four overtimes. That game was highly entertaining. Today had shades of that, right? Jamal Murray was just unbelievable down the stretch. It seemed like he couldn't miss a shot. Step back jumpers really carried the team. And as I you know, said on Twitter Jamal Murray seems like the type of guy who likes the big spotlight. This is just not the first time last year we saw the same thing with Jamal, where when it was time for a big shot, there was no hesitation, step backs, three pointers. Um, look, I don't think Jamal Murray could ever be like, you know, a number one on a championship team. And I really doubt he could be a number two on a championship team. But what's really great about watching Jamal Murray is is the ability and the confidence. Could he be the best pl- number three on a championship team? I think absolutely. Jokic, I think, could be a 1A or 1B. He, you need someone about his skill set for a championship. And Michael Porter Jr., as he develops, is going to be a really key piece. So I think the Denver Nuggets are actually primed to run, to go to the NBA Finals. Not this year, maybe not next year, but the year after that. This team is built fantastically. I enjoy watching them play and i think they're a really good team so that game just ended that's why we're talking about that here right at the beginning of a podcast the Nets and that's in uh raptors are playing at the moment as well and um i hope that game is as enjoyable as that one i mean we got nba playoffs from morning till night this is, this is something we've never seen before and you know frankly first time ever uh best time ever right so what i did want to mention here is I've been thinking a lot about what these playoffs really mean and to the point of home court advantage. So obviously we're playing in the NBA bubble in Orlando, the NBA bubble in Orlando has no home court advantage because obviously everyone's playing in Orlando, same place, same hotel, maybe same food, same transportation, same uh, facilities. All these teams are playing inside the NBA bubble. Now, What does that do to a team like the L.A. Lakers? What does that do to a team like the L.A. Clippers? Maybe this won't matter too much in the first round of a playoffs, but what happens in the second round, third round, or NBA finals? Teams play all year long, usually 82 games this year, much less due to the coronavirus, but teams play for the home court advantage, right? That's why teams are so, you know, take the regular season so seriously and not just cruise, right? The Lakers didn't just say, Hey, we're going to settle for the eight seed this year and nothing else. They try to get to the NBA finals for a reason. And that's so you uh, get a you know, the number one seed for a reason usually. And that's so you can get home court advantage in the first round of a playoff, second round in the playoffs, but more importantly in the conference finals and NBA finals. So in general here, I just tend to wonder what this really means in the long scheme of things, right? Do the NBA finals not uh do the does home court advantage really not matter? Cuz I think it does. I wonder in general Sorry about that. I wonder in general what they should do here. So I came up with a little theory today on how to handle home court advantage. And it's not going to happen. We're already too late in the game. But sometimes I was watching today's game between the Nuggets and Jazz, two very evenly matched teams, right? And in irregular time, I mean, the Jazz were out, had Brogdon's out with injury, or Brogrovic. I can't even say his name, not Brogdon, Bogbanovich. and you have um, Mike Conley, who's out of a bubble for the birth of his child. Now, with these two things, Denver obviously had an upper hand and has an upper hand because they're not missing players, right? I know they're missing uh, Gary Harris Jr. today, but, and, and I think Will Barton was out today as well. Bull Ball didn't play. But home court advantage has been stripped away from these teams that played so hard the whole entire season to get to where they are today, to where they can get home court advantage in the playoffs, so a team like the Denver Nuggets, who's worked so hard the whole entire year to get here, to get home court advantage, to get this extra, you know, I would say extra boost in general, they don't have home court advantage all of a sudden, and that's tough. With no home court advantage. Your home court advantage is now just stripped out. What does this really mean for the team? So I was thinking about what's a good way teams could combat this? How can teams regain some home court advantage? And I think the best way a team could regain home court advantage here is if the NBA decided with with um, no home court actually being played, why not spot the team that's supposed to be the home team during the NBA playoffs two points at the beginning of the game? Now, two points doesn't seem like much, but when is home court really seem to take huge effect on a team home court takes huge effect on a team during the beginning of a game when the crowd is going wild when the crowd is going absolutely nuts and home court advantage takes a big gives a give big boost to the team towards the end of the game and two points which i know doesn't sound like much but today the game went into overtime two points does not sound like much but it really is I think giving a team like the Lakers a two-point you know, lead in four out of the seven games in the Western Conference Finals, let's say against the Clippers, could be the difference between making the NBA Finals and going home and leaving the bubble. So just food for thought there. I think the that people underestimate home court advantage. They underestimate that people get to sleep in their own bed, that people get to... Um, you know, Don't have to travel on airplanes, get to see their wife, get to go drive their car to the stadium, get to go into their locker room, get to go and do their routines, get to go eat at restaurants they know, get to eat, maybe even eat at home with their private chefs. Just in general, home court does a lot for a player's psyche, and with no home court advantage, I think it's something that could play a big factor later on into the playoffs. that's my thing about home court advantage. Now, I do want to talk, before I go into each series, predictions real quick. Uh, It's a little bit of a shorter podcast today, maybe just 20, 25 minutes. I want to talk about politics and sports real quick. Um, The SEC released their football schedule today. And everyone's pretty excited. I'm excited. You got Old Miss playing Florida week one, Mississippi State playing LSU week one, it's pushed back to September, I think, 24 for 20, 27th. I forget the exact date here. And they really pushed it because there's going to be no conference play. In general, college football to me has always been my favorite sport. I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I like it maybe more because of the fans and the environment. So this year I might not like it as much due to having no fan, no environment, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now the big, he- the big thing here I've been thinking about is – politics and sports right now everyone's been politicizing this college football season and the fact that if or not we're going to have a college football season why we should have a college football season why we shouldn't have a college football season and getting politics and sports all mixed up now Jerry Jones went through this whole entire article a whole entire statement the other day about the national anthem and saying he wants those players to do it with grace if they are going to um, kneel during the national anthem. Now, about the kneeling with the national anthem, I don't get the outrage if you kneel. I don't get the outrage if you stand. I think as a free country, um, you should be able to pick and choose your political side and pick and choose what you believe in and pick and choose what you believe is the right way to handle things And I don't think we should necessarily judge it for you. Now, the whole doing it with grace thing. And I know a lot of people say, oh, this is not disrespectful to the flag to kneel. And I I, I am going to tell everyone to pump the brakes for a second and say, yes, it is disrespectful to kneel in front of a flag. Why is it disrespectful to kneel in front of a flag? Hall form and the whole word protest is supposed to be something of disrespect to show your angst against something. So yeah, when you're kneeling in front of a flag, when you're kneeling in the national anthem, when you're going out on the streets, when you're doing anything that is against the norm, it's a sign of protest, which people take as a sign of disrespect, whether or not you think it's disrespect or not. By the definition of disrespect, it is disrespectful to take a stand against a flag. It's just, it is what it is. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's not your right. I'm not saying people should be mad about it. I don't think anyone should boycott it. I think in general, if you have a feeling and you want to stand up for something, that's what makes this country so great and so different from countries like the country I came from in Syria, where if you did something like that, you'd probably go to jail. Here, people might yell and get mad, but it's your right to kneel. It's also your right to stand. It's your right to voice your opinion. It's your right to peacefully protest. And it's a peaceful protest, but it is disrespectful because you are Making a stance against a flag in the country because you want change, right? No one wants change for something they completely respect. People want change for stuff they disrespect or they disagree with, and that's where you know the politics and the whole grace with Jerry Jones. So I don't know if really like grace and protest go side by side. So that's my thoughts on his comments about the whole grace situation. But in general, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I don't know why fans, um, media personnel. I don't know why in general we feel like we should really give a shit about what all these sports figures, what all these athletes, what all these media types like myself have to say about politics. I mean, I'm kind of getting tired of turning on multiple TV shows in sports and getting a lesson in politics. I'm getting tired of hearing about everyone's political opinion in, in sports media, especially now players and stuff. This is like, they play basketball. They're not paid to talk about basketball. They're paid to play basketball. Let's say for example. So when you give them, they give an interview. I don't mind if they give their ideologies about politics. Like it doesn't bother me. One person, one, one IOTA to me, it doesn't matter to me. What matters is why are we constantly worried about what a Stephen A. Smith says, what a Clay Travis says, what a Bill Simmons, Colin Cowherd, uh, Max Kellerman say about politics. They didn't go to school for political journalism. They didn't go to school for um, political media. Sports guys like myself, do you really care what I think about – not think, maybe you care about what I think, but do you really care about my – approach to international relations and policy in the middle east and i'm middle eastern probably not so in general i've just been really bothered by turning on sports media in general and turning on all these different sports media channels and the sports media talk and sports media um sports media in general to me has given way too much leeway on only talking about politics. And I think that was kind of the downfall of ESPN. Uh, I'm not saying ESPN is, a, you know, has a huge downfall or anything, but I think it's been a downfall of ESPN and a lot plus people wanting to tune into ESPN due to the fact that all they want to talk about is their political agenda. And I think a lot of people could, in general, like with Fox, Fox Sports Radio, and I love Clay Travis. He's probably my, one of my favorite guys in this industry to listen to in sports. But I feel like a lot of people might start swaying away from listening to his show or his podcast or tuning into his radio show because all he's talking about is coronavirus and how it's political and how uh, Black Lives Matter might alienate the NBA fan. That's all he talks about now. And to me, it's like, man, I listen to sports shows. I, I download the Colin Cowherd podcast. I hope you download this podcast. I download the Bill Simmons podcast, and I hope you all download it for the same reason. You like to hear my voice, and you like to hear me talk about sports. That's why I'm in this. I'm not in this to give you my political talks. Of course, I'm going to give you my opinions once in a while, but in general, sports to me needs to be fun. I feel like a lot of people, especially in this country, the reason we like sports and we listen to sports and we listen to sports talk radio is because we want to plug away from the bigger picture, want to plug away from, uh, you know, relationship problems, from work problems, from political problems. We want an escape. And sports lately has not been that escape. And that's not the player's fault. I feel like it's everyone's fault. I feel like a lot of even sports media personnel, sports media personalities in general have now taken the initiative to make their political opinion more important than sports and it is more important politics race relations coronavirus all the above are more important than sports but i do feel like in general when you listen to a sports guy talk when you listen to someone like me when you tune into this podcast when you subscribe to this podcast when you visit our website whenever you might do something to to you know a direct result of you going to my website or um to listen to this podcast is because you like sports and you want some sports take and not because you want to hear about how i think the vaccine could could come in november or january or whatever and that's just my thoughts all right quickly here about 4 minutes i want to give you guys my playoff predictions i had some tweets saved up we're gonna leave these up for the next episode like i said today's gonna be a shorter show um lakers versus blazers i got the lakers in six games i feel like it's gotten pretty funny that everyone wants to take the portland Trail Blazers. i know they're a good team but and everyone's like oh who are the lakers gonna guard well who are the blazers gonna guard man you can't stop ad and LeBron James, and as good as Damian Lillard has been, and as fun as Damian Lillard has been to watch, I have to say, I think he's the third best player on the court in this series. I think LeBron James is better than Damian Lillard, and I think Anthony Davis is better than Damian Lillard. and Damian Lillard's fantastic, but he's the third best player in this series. Um, so I got the Lakers in six, Rockets, Thunder. Man, I want to root this series is so hard for me. I, if you know me, I don't like the Houston Rockets. Um, I don't like the way they play. I don't enjoy the way they play. And if you know me, you know I'm a Seattle sports fan, and I hate OKC because they stole our Sonics. So to me, man, this is like a double whammy. I don't know which team to choose. Is it the Rockets? Is it the um, Is it the Thunder, man? It's tough for me. I'm choosing the Rockets in six. But, man, I, I hope both teams play like shit, to be completely honest. And, yeah, I'm being biased here. Jazz versus Nuggets. I got the Nuggets in five today. My, uh, this is before the game today. I still got the Nuggets in five. Man, I, I just like this team. I feel like it took a Donovan Mitchell performance with 57 points and to force overtime. Basically, I mean, I know he had points in overtime, but he had Donovan. Donovan Mitchell had to play out of his world for them to to force overtime. He's not going to be able to do that every single game. Nuggets in five, and then I got the Clippers vs. Mavs. Clippers in six. even I love the Mavericks. I love watching Luka Doncic. I'm so excited for this series. I think in general this is going to be a really entertaining series. And man, I, you never know if they can steal one or two games. Uh, in the East, Bucks vs. Magic. I got Bucks in four easy series. I think the Bucks are the best team in the NBA. I think it's kind of become a consensus known thing that Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Um, I got the Raptors and Nets. I got Raptors in five. Um, even though you know the Nets have been frisky, but man, they're they're like the all corona team. They don't have anyone playing. Sixers and Celtics, Celtics and five as well. I think the Sixers have some problems. I think the coaching staff needs to go and Miami versus Indiana. That's going to be fun. I wish uh, Jimmy Butler selling coffee now in the bubble, which is pretty funny. Uh, I got the Miami heat in six games. Um, I think that's gonna be entertaining the TJ Warren, Jimmy Butler stuff and drama. I know he said that it's still dead now, but I don't think it's really dead. I think that's just a way of saying that he's, they're going to put it on the back burner for a little bit during the series. So those are my predictions. Thank you for listening. I'm going to be back Thursday for a little bit longer podcast. We're going to start having guests again. I know I keep saying that, um, I've been just trying to think of the format that I'm going to try to do it in. What I'm going to do here most likely is I'm going to record the guest segment. I'm going to record these segments and I'm going to add the guests you know, after uh, this segment. So I'll be doing like segment, then commercial guest, And I think it's going to be really fun that way. So thank you for tuning in. This has been the Just Talk Pod with George Arjour, part of the Sports on Tap Network. I hope you enjoy the NBA playoffs as much as I do because this is a great time of the year. Thank you for listening. Please visit us at thesportsontap.com. And this has been Sports on Tap. And this has been Sports Radio Redefined. Oh, thank you.